you can't hold me in these chains, I'll get out. Father, free me from this bondage, knowing my condition. Good afternoon, good afternoon, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is December 7th, and what an incredible day it is. As you all know, we are just blessed to open our eyes and see another day. And I'm excited about that first and foremost. But I'm secondly excited about the fact that our community is getting the much needed education that they need in both the old money and the new money. And so before we get going on the new money, I want to share something that I have been made privy. I got some great information. Now, I don't know where I've been for the last several months, and maybe you all already know about this, but there is an opportunity for us to get our children that are under the age of 18 all the way down to brand new newborn babies some money that is put away or given to us by the state of California and uh, I just happened to go to a black uh, college informational session last week and they instructed us to get on a website called CalKids, K-A-L-K-I-D-S dot org. Again, CalKids dot org. And they instructed us to get on there and register all of our children under the age of 18. And there will be some money placed there from the state of California that can be used at the child's discretion once they reach 18 for anything that they need for college. That could be books. It could be all any of those things. And so I'm one of those people that will always try something before I bring it to the community because I want to make sure that it's real. I want to make sure that it's right. And again, some of you may already know about this, but some of you that are listening that are grandparents, great grandparents, uncles and aunts, and the person that is caring for those children, the mother or father might not know that this money is available for these children to go towards college if they live in the state of California in 2021. So what I did was I logged on to calkids.org and I actually started registering the four little people that God has blessed me with in the last four years and one of them is 12 and the other one's 11 and you saw the two little ones on Friday but uh you know I started registering them for Cal Kids. And when I did, I was surprised, ladies and gentlemen, that each one of their accounts already had $1,000 in there, courtesy of the state of California. And I believe every child and every situation is a little bit different. So what I'm reading is it's going to be anywhere from $500 to $1,000 initially. And I believe it continues to grow. You get a little bit of interest, not much, but you get that 
all the way up till it's time for them to go to college. Now, the only individual that can withdraw from this are the children. And they, of course, have to prove who they are and all of those things. But it was as simple as putting in the child's birth date. And there's something called a local registration number that I had no idea even existed. And I've looked at birth certificates. I don't know how many times, but at the top right hand corner of a birth certificate, there's actually a local registration number. And you also need to put the county that the child lived in or was uh, or where they were registered as being born. And you put that in and you will be able to open up the count and see what California has put in there as the first step towards the child's education. And there is absolutely nothing else you need to do. And this is pretty incredible because those of us that have children in college right now, right now we have one at Morehouse um, and we just had three two that graduated, not three, two, um, from other colleges, from um, Grand Canyon University and um, Clark Atlanta. And so it's very, very expensive. And this thousand dollars that these children have gotten to go towards college would be great when it comes to buying books and those sorts of things. So I wanted to bring that to all of the listeners attention. Again, go to calkids.org and you can begin to enroll your children, grandchildren or whoever to get this money that the the state of California has put towards their first step towards college. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will jump into the cryptocurrency conversation about that digital dollar because we've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. So let's just jump right into the just the market update. We're not going to do much. We're just going to talk about uh, the price of Bitcoin and a couple of the other ones because we've got a lot to talk about. We are talking about this digital dollar, but there's some news and some other things that we need to know as well. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to put it all in this hour, but we're going to do our very best. So we're going to do short on this market update. So Bitcoin right now is trading at $16,825. It is up in the last hour 0.06%, but it is down in the last 24 hours 1.02%. And in the last seven days, 1.35%. Ethereum seems to be at $1,232 and it is up 0.03% in the last hour and down 1.72% in the last 24 hours and down 4 in the last seven days. And so if I look across all these different cryptocurrencies, I'm seeing pretty much the same thing. It's up in the last hour, but down overall in the last 24 hours or the last seven days. And all of those mostly are red except for Binance. And um, I'm just going to say this really quick because Binance, 
Um, the Binance BUSD is in the BNB coin. They seem to be doing okay. I'm going to tell you why that is so really quickly before we jump into our digital dollar. There's a South African auditor uh, and his name or the company is Manzars. And what they did was they took a deep dive and a deep look at Binance because Binance is one of the exchanges, one of the Bitcoin banks that said, hey, we're going to be transparent. We're going to let everyone know what we are holding so that as a customer, you will know that if you have allowed us to hold your Bitcoin, we're taking really good care of it. We're not out buying yachts or Ferraris or having threesomes, foursomes, fivesomes. We are really taking care of business. And so uh, they sought to find a third party, Binance did, to actually look at their records and make sure that everything was in place. And Manzars actually stated that Binance was 101% collateralized, which means all of their the coin that is being held by them for individuals that do not want to hold their own Bitcoin for whatever reason, they have every bit of it, every penny of it. So, um, that's a really good thing that makes people feel, of course, more secure. And just the fact that the beginning that they said that they would show proof of reserves uh, was a was a really good thing. It was a great, great gesture, especially in the times where everybody is getting frantic about what they should be doing or what they should have done with their cryptocurrency. So I just wanted to say that about Binance because I brought that up because as I was looking at the market update, they were the only ones who seem to see some some sort of positive uh, uptick all the way across in green so that's it for Binance so we're going to jump into this digital dollar now we've talked a lot about the what the digital dollar is we, we obviously know what fiat is and the recent improvements what they're trying to do, the pilot. And we also learned about the three different types of money that's out there. And I don't know that a lot of you even knew that there were three types of money that are out there. And I hope that you were able to learn the difference between central bank money, commercial bank money, and non-bank money. And if you were not, you can listen to yesterday's recording and you can get that information. And so what we're going to do is talk about some of the remaining challenges for the current payment system. And then we're going to get into the digital side of what is going on with this digital dollar to better help you understand. And then we're going to jump into some things that are going on on the crypto cryptocurrency space side. So the remaining challenges for the payment system, while there are a lot of existing U.S. payment systems, um, they are generally effective and efficient to a certain degree. And their challenges still remain. In particular, there is a significant number of Americans currently lack lacking access 
two different digital banking and payment services. Additionally, some payments, especially cross-border payments, remain slow and very, very costly. I want to just kind of stop right there because I don't need to say much more about lack of access to digital banking. So I did some searching about a year and a half ago, and sometimes people look at me sideways when I say that there are 65 million unbanked and underbanked people right here in the United States because a lot of times when we talked about we talk about unbanked or underbanked we want to go to third world countries and make it seem as though they don't have the technology or they don't have access because it's not available but ladies and gentlemen we're talking about a United States of America where there are 65 million underbanked or unbanked people in this country. So if that is the case, how do they have access to digital banking? So, you know, I've watched and I've sat back and I've been very silent about individuals that are opening up black banks and things of that sort. And I don't have any problem with that at all. But at at the end of the day, they have to all report and fall in line with exactly what the Federal Reserve Banking System is requiring of them. So in order to have your own independent bank without being under the thumbnail of these billionaires, trillionaires in some cases probably, um, you know, we have to do something different. And I've said that over and over again. And my Love My life's mission is to make sure that each and every person in this United States has access to Bitcoin and they can't get access to Bitcoin if they make it so hard that people cannot obtain what they need to obtain via this cryptocurrency space. And that's why the philosophy behind me doing six dollars a day is just to show folks you don't need all that money. You can start small. You can can stay small but be consistent and get this thing going and so there are many challenges with access for Americans to digital spaces and in a lot of communities especially because I travel all across the United States every single year educating people on the old money and the new money what I find is a lot of these communities don't even have internet now Again, I'm not talking to you all about me being in the bush of Africa. I'm talking about Mound Bayou, Mississippi. I'm talking about parts of South Carolina where there are communities where the internet is spotty at best. I can't even go live in some of these cities that we go and travel to because there is no internet. Well, if they don't have internet, they may have internet, but it's that dial-up internet, the same as it was, I don't know, back in the 90s. And we're right now in 5G and, and there is so much speed in the internet, but unfortunately, the infrastructure of the internet has not been built up in many communities across the United States. And so when you understand that, you understand 
that is not in the interest of these big corporations to offer uh, the types of goods and services that they need via internet because they they have a cell phone yes but they do not have the ability to really be productive online and access this digital banking services and platform and then the flip side to that ladies and gentlemen is a dish actually exactly what I just read the additional cross-border or slow and costly payments and that is why they've been able to take advantage rape rob and pillage in my opinion our community at these check cashing places even walmart there is ridiculous what walmart and the rest of these people charge for the cashing of payroll checks the cashing of a tax return they have their hand in the pot and we've got to do something different and i know that that is a challenge of the payment system and i know when this digital dollar comes it's probably going to be more of the same because you cannot expect a big change from a group of people that are used to monopolizing the financial industry they're used to this this is what they do this is what they sleep eat and breathe is trying to figure out a way to extract funds from your account and so as we look at all of these things we start to understand why it more and more is critically important that we control our own finances they've not done right by us in the past and I am saying to you and I know that a lot of people like to give people second chances but if they didn't do it the first the second the third the fifth and the 400 years ago they're not going to do it right now and so we've got to be very careful about what their actual cure for this challenge is because I see the cure and I see is more of the same just like you see some of the things that are happening in our space is more of the same by the same people in a new system and so we've got to take a new system and have new people that do the right thing and so I'm hoping that we can continue to spread uh, this self-sovereignty message. So the challenges remaining are exactly that accessibility and excessive prices. So this digital asset, the technological innovation has recently ushered in a wave of digital assets with more money like characteristics. So in explaining that there are some coins that are not money like there are several coins that are not money like all coins are not created equal now they may have something that uh people equate to some sort of money because they're hoping that it goes up in value but for the most part money like coins are things like bitcoin um are it, it definitely wouldn't be something like Ethereum because Ethereum is what is being used to to do different projects and things of that sort. So it has a use case. And I'm not saying that Bitcoin doesn't have a use case, but I don't want you to think of all these cryptocurrencies as the same where you're actually gaining some sort of return on investment because that's not what it is at all. A lot of these different coins are not dollar like they're not money like. 
like. They don't have money like characteristics, but Bitcoin does. These cryptocurrencies arose from a combination of cryptographic and distributed ledger technologies, which together provide a foundation for decentralized peer-to-peer payments. Payments and again, all coins are not created equal. All coins are not de- decentralized. In fact, and I know some argue with me. I feel as though Bitcoin is the only soul solamente. It is the only decentralized coin that is out there, and that's why we are getting our community slowly but surely in place to be geared up to be the next um, individuals that have saved properly, kind of like the baby boomers did. Now, if you all know anything about the baby boomers, they actually moved the market, but we've got some bigger groups coming up. This Gen X and this Gen Z are almost double what we were with um, our baby boomers and so with them coming through this digital asset age we need to look out because that's what is about to be up if you talk to any child if you talk to any teenager they are fully engulfed in the internet they are fully engulfed in their cell phones virtual reality augmented reality they don't even want to talk to you about some of the things that are going on and if you talk to them about having money on their person what no they don't have that they have apple pay they have all these other digital assets because they avoid holding or having to go to the bank and do all these things at any cost so we're ripe for what is about to take place and so just listening um, just listening to what is happening with our Gen X and our Gen Z which I'm happy to be a part of one of those (laughs) groups even though I'm over 50 um, it's really imperative that we just start to pay attention to what's happening in the community as it relates to the kids and their phones and those sorts of things because they are the future and if they're not talking about money ladies and gentlemen they're talking about being online and games so with that when we come forward ladies and gentlemen after traffic news and sports we will jump more into the cryptocurrency conversation this is kbla talk 1580 we don't try to be all things to all people we just remain true to who we are you're listening to kbla talk 1580. 1580. We're not ratings driven. We're engagement driven. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, moving forward on our part three of the central bank digital currency, CBDCs or digital dollar. They're going to have a couple of different names for it. And you may not know which one is one or if they're one and the same. Like I'm reading this and I think the term is interchangeable. So as we go through the Federal Reserve right now is considering how a CDBC um, CBDC might fit into the United States money and payment landscape. It is a 
crucial test for the potential of the CBDC and whether it will prove superior to other methods that might address the issues of concern that have been outlined for years, not just because cryptocurrency is on the scene for years, ladies and gentlemen. And so one of the biggest issues is privacy protection and protecting consumers' privacy is critical. Any CBDC would need to strike an appropriate balance. However, uh, the difference between safeguarding and public privacy rights, consumers, and affording the transparency necessary to deter criminal activity. That is the one that is really hard to do, and they must admit with the beginning of this whole CBDC thing that fiat does not safeguard any privacy rights or help necessarily deter criminal activity because when you pay for something with the fiat dollar it is a done dada you cannot trace it unless they put some sort of ink on it or something you don't know where it's going it can be under a mattress it can be locked in the car for years I mean you have no idea Um, and just coming up and growing up where I grew up you know, people come out of prison after 10 years and they go back into grandmama's backyard and dig it up and they have that money because it's still there, it's preserved or whatever they've done to make sure that it's still there. You're not able to trace those dollars from crimes that were committed years ago. But with this digital dollar, they should be able to. But again, they're trying to strike that balance between transparency for criminal activity and safeguarding people's rights rights and privacy, which they're definitely Oh my goodness! And my, I'm trying to stick to this, to this, uh, this whole analogy or this analysis of this paper that I wrote. But I have to tell you, they are going to stick to safeguarding and transparency when it benefits them. I'm going to say it that way, especially if they have control over it and they're able to change things and make things transparent as needed. Because we always seem to have to have the the transparency and everybody else just again they get away with all kind of stuff but with that uh, the intermediary is going to be the Federal Reserve Act and the Federal Reserve accounts uh, for different individuals and it's going to allow them to cut on and off money to whomever they want right now as we see in the cryptocurrency space when they try to cut off someone's dollar uh, they say okay well we'll just use a, a uh, cryptocurrency. Well, when when it's a digital dollar, they're going to just be able to cut it off and they're going to be able to sanction and do what they need to do to whoever they need to do it to. And so these digital wallets are going to be where they facilitate the management of the central bank digital currency holdings and payments. And there are going to be some other potential intermediaries that could include commercial banks and regulated non-bank financial services. So we're getting back to the same thing that they've been doing already. And so 
in my opinion, this CBDC is just going to be a little bit more stringent by way of how they're able to control everything. And so we're going to see how this works out. And we're looking at how they're going to transfer. So for a CBDC to serve as a widely accessible means of payment, it would need to be readily transferable between customers and different intermediaries. The ability to transfer value seamlessly between different intermediaries makes the payment system more efficient by allowing money to move freely throughout the economy. And when something is not the way that they want it to be, they're not going to allow that money to move freely throughout the economy. And so just understand what that means to you. I mean, if you're one of those individuals that don't ever have anything um, out of place and ill to say about someone, then you have nothing to worry about. It's folks like me that may uh, slip up and say something about a politician or, and I say slip up, just say it because it's, it's time in our life and our history just to keep it 100. You might be a Kyrie Irving that says, or he didn't even say anything. He posted a actual link to a movie and if the digital dollar was in place guess what they would have did they wouldn't have just put him out of the NBA which his team is not taking him back I just heard that during our our news segment but um they would cut off his funds if they needed to but you know, that's what this digital dollar is going to be able to do. They're going to be able to stop you from utilizing any money. And I also think about listening to what I just heard before the show came on. Tavis Smiley was talking about what happened with Mark Ridley Thomas and how he was not getting paid because he was uh, on suspension, but he wasn't allowed to work either. So then how could he go and pay for his his attorney fees to combat what was going on because he didn't have the funds to do so. He didn't have the means to do so. What does this look like when we're supposedly innocent until proven guilty and they freeze your funds immediately, the same as they do with bank accounts, and I mean they're already doing that right now, but with the digital dollar they're going to do the exact same thing. They freeze your account. You're not able to pay for the attorneys that you need to help you uh, to actually fight your case or whatever it is and it could just be a misunderstanding or something that's incorrect or somebody got some information wrong and these CBDCs are going to be uh, a real faucet turn off for any and every person that cannot um Really, again, it's going to be guilty, in my opinion, until proven innocent. And in our community, we already experienced that. And so um, it won't be much of a stretch from what we already deal with, but it's just going to be a tighter reign. So I just wanted to say that because the more I read, the more I understood that they can literally stop you from even being able to buy an apple at the store if they need to at the flick 
of a switch. So right now they have to call. I would say if you were banking with Wells Fargo, they have to get uh, some sort of injunction or something. And then they can come in and they can freeze your actual bank accounts. But with the digital dollar, they have immediate access. They don't have to call Wells Fargo, Chase, Bank of America, even though they may be one of the intermediaries. They're able to just do that from right wherever they are uh, regulating things from. And it's just that simple. So the uses and functions of the CBDC, of course, are going to be for individuals, businesses and governments and could potentially um, make everyone in this United States by pulling back funds. They are talking about in some things that I'm reading how they're going to go about getting money off the uh, market out of circulation. And if you look back at 1933, the executive order from the president, they called all golds into the Federal Reserve Bank, any banking institution, any member of the Federal Reserve Bank, any bank officer or any of those things. They could basically do that and then instruct these stores to not take those uh, dollars because it's illegal to hold and you could be jailed for not turning it in. So all of these things are a real big possibility. And it also talked about how if you have money in the bank, it would immediately turn over to a digital dollar and then they would dispense a card for you and you'd be able to use that card in all places that accept CBDCs. If your business did not elect to accept accept a CBDC, then the government would have sanctions against you um, and you would have to accept CBDCs, like it or not. Now, Bitcoin is a little bit different because we don't force people to accept Bitcoin. People are electing to, to, to accept Bitcoin based on its value, based on its use, based on its portability, uh, based on its transferability, based on a whole lot of other things is decentralization and so I just feel like you're going to uh, experience not a a benefit for using this CBDC, but it's going to be more of a mandatory thing. And so, and so I should have said, it won't be a voluntary thing. It's going to be a mandatory thing when it is implemented. So the potential benefits of a CBDC could potentially serve as a new foundation for digital money that is free from credit risk or liquidity risk as such it could actually provide a foundation a safe foundation for private sector innovations to actually meet the current and future needs of the demands for payment services so ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we will wrap up with one or two articles i'm going to try to do one when we wrap up um we're going to just get some a little bit of crypto news out there and then we're going to do our daily dollar cost average this is kbla talk 1580 money New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. As we go ahead and wrap up our 
um, information about the new CBDCs. And again, they're right now in a test pilot um, program. And it started about two weeks ago. And they're expecting for this pilot to be over and for this to launch in 2023 in some shape, form, or fashion. And I believe we're going to see it sooner than later, just based on what I'm reading. And so some of the questions that have gone unanswered or some of the questions that I found that we need to be aware of or just be thinking of, and I don't know what good it'll do to ask these questions because I see that the same individuals that make the decisions for almost everything as it relates to money are making the decisions for this. But I want you to ask yourself what additional potential benefits uh, and policies and considerations or risks could a CBDC have for you and your family? And so not that we're going to have a choice if they decide to implement this, because it looks like it is just going to go, uh, it's going to go slow, I believe at first. And then the, as they get more and more vendors people in place that want to provide goods and services and accept this digital dollar is just going to spread. And so what would the net effects be positive or negative for what they're calling inclusion? Are they going to include our community? That's one of the things that we need to know. And I know, you know, some of you have lots of money. They're going to include you. I'm talking about the folks that don't have a whole lot of money. How are they going to be negatively impacted by this? How might the U.S. CBDCs affect the Federal Reserve's ability to effectively implement monetary policy in its pursuit of its maximum employment and price stability goals? So we'll find that out. Um, Also, what tools could be considered to actually mitigate any adverse impact of CBDCs on the financial sector? Would some of these tools diminish the potential benefits of a CBDC? There are so many things left to be asked and answered. So I've put together probably a list of about 50 things and I like to send them in. But, um, you know, we don't necessarily get callbacks, especially when we're trying to help them solve some of these issues as it relates to our community. They tend to go talk to the big five about the issues that we know so well about the ones that we live because of the skin that we're in. So hopefully they'll call me back and we'll talk about the fact that if the cash usage declines, is it important to preserve the general public's access to some form of central bank money that can be used widely as a payment well who knows they may or may not uh, reach out to me to get uh, some of my what I call professional advice my PhD my poor hungry and determined to leave my people out of financial slavery so with that when we come forward we're going to do our daily dollar cost average and tomorrow we'll get into more of what's happening in the cryptocurrency space outside of this digital dollar that's being uh, implemented or is on a pilot program. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. 
This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right. Welcome forward. So as we get ready for 2023, I am noticing a major decline in Different individuals or companies actually talking about cryptocurrency like they were earlier this year or late last year to their employees. And so we've got some challenges ahead because unfortunately everyone really doesn't understand what has happened with Terra Luna or FTX and they think it's the whole space. But I'm just going to continue to plug away and continue to um, educate as much as I can in all the places that I can. And so there is a chart that actually is showing how companies have gone quiet on cryptocurrency about talking about it and mentioning it in board meetings and corporate talk. But the bottom line is all crypto winners are like this. In fact, I started Crypto Blockchain Plug in 2018 when we were in another crypto winner and people thought I was crazy. It wasn't popular to talk about Bitcoin and I just continue because I understand what the technology is going to do for our community when it is fully mature and we're able to actually benefit from the technology. And what I researched and I found is that there were 146 corporate conference calls mentioning cryptocurrency. Now, when I read that and I started digging, I'm wondering how in the world do they know that these 146 corporate conference calls were mentioning cryptocurrency? That means some Somebody had to be listening, right? Um, but these studies are out there and it's pretty interesting, ladies and gentlemen. They have the transcripts of 146 corporate conference calls. You think they got them from freeconferencecall.com or Zoom? I don't know, but they have them. And uh, this is pretty interesting. The more we start to read and, and dig, the, the more tangled this web gets. And so I'm just really, really um, just, it, it was just some interesting information to see that they had these transcripts from these conference calls. But anyway, with that, we are dollar cost averaging today. on the Black Wall Street wallet. So if you would love to or would like to, it is imperative that you you diversify your portfolio with just a little bitty $6 a day, $6 a week, $6 a month, whatever you like to do, $6 a year. I don't know, but just own a little bit of Bitcoin, diversify your portfolio. We're doing this on the black wall street wallet. So please take it out. Click on the purple circle in the middle. And from there, you are going to have to dollar cost average on your own. Cause I want to thank you for rocking with the head of the crypto curve where we are creating Satoshi millionaires one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, and one Satoshi at a time because you're getting ready to click that $6 and get your Satoshis, which is the smallest increment of the dollar. And we are going to uh, make way for the D.L. Hughley show. If you have any questions about that $1,000 that I was able to find from the state of California for my children to go to college, please send me an email at ask. Naja Roberts 
at gmail.com asknigerroberts at gmail.com and I will send you the link to that website this is Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580 KBLA 1580 Santa Monica